Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcast. And today, we are going to actually talk about some of our posts that we have put out on social media that we had done for Valentine's Day. We thought with everything else that we're discussing on social media, it would be a great idea to kind of run you guys through how we were thinking about these posts because they were a little different than what we usually do. We know we tried to be a little funny about them. We know we just wanted to be, you know, a little quirkier than we usually are, especially because most of the time we do talk about current events and, you know, things happening in society and politics and stuff like that. So this deviates a little from that, but it's still technically talking about the same stuff. Yeah. So let's let's start off with our with the first one we put out. Um, It was actually a poem. Roses are red. Violets are blue. You're making me mad. So screw you. <laughs> Not your typical Valentine Day romantic sonnet. Yeah. <laughs> which you which you can probably tell from, from that thought starter. But I think everyone, most if not everyone, has said at one point or another, you are making me mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who hasn't said something along those lines? Yeah, like, I mean, in the heat of an argument, it's just, you know, when all the the angst is brewing. So we thought this was fun in a interesting way to put out there because, you know, again, like we said, we've all, pretty much all of us have gone this route in some way, shape or form in a relationship and we were like okay well let's chat about this because there's something that actually motivates any of us to say something like that whatever could you mean mama lisa <laughs> so just say you know you're you're in a heated argument with someone and it may be since it's valentine's day let's just say it was a significant other Lots of passion being thrown around in the air. <laughs> or something, at least. <laughs> or something. And, uh, you know, one of you gets to the place where you just, you know, yell, you're making me mad. So, like, what's that really about, though? Um, and that's what we wanted to, to chat about. And really, that that's really like kind of, you know, tossing, you know, it's your fault. You caused me right. to feel this way. And the issue with that, though, is when we can actually, like, take a second and go, like, okay, why am I mad? Because nobody can make us mad. It's like, there's no, there's no, um, like, magic button um, to, push. to push, even though, uh, you know, people that are close to us kind of know where those buttons are right right but those buttons are there for like a reason we have those buttons but there are buttons there are buttons there are buttons and we can decide when they're pushed yeah and and it's interesting when um in when i was uh first married many 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 years ago um many years ago and one more many 
yeah, one more mini. There we go. Um, that was one of the thing my my husband at the time, um, when we had you know did have a fight was like you know it was like okay like asking ourselves like why we're mad what why because if you can ask yourself that you know chill 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 the fuck out for a minute and ask yourself why you're actually mad um it opens up the door to resolve whatever's going on Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, because if you keep going with you're making me mad and then the other person comes back with something else or hell, they might even say the same thing. And then you have this continuous back and forth where you're blaming each other for whatever. It makes it almost impossible to resolve whatever the issue actually is. And sometimes sometimes it's something that you can't even put a name to. Right. Like. I'm sure everybody's had a fight like that. Right, yeah, like you, you don't even know what the hell you're arguing about or fighting. Yeah, about. you get like so far. It's like you get so far in the argument, and you turn, you turn to whoever it is you're arguing with, and you're like, "What are we even arguing over?" Because <laughs> yes. I don't even know what we're what we're arguing over. Yes. Have, yes. Have exactly. you ever seen? Have you ever seen an argument where? Two people are arguing, but they're arguing two completely different things. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, actually, most of the time that that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that art of communication of like you end up like two ships in the night. It, it, it's like you're arguing one thing and the other person's arguing something else and neither the twain shall meet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a. a it's a, a similar situation that can be part of what, you know, what we're talking about here too, because like, like you got to still, you know, get to that place of like, okay, what are we fighting about? Really? Yeah. Nope. Because it's definitely not about the feelings part of this, because that's really like when you're, when you're saying you're making me so mad, it's like, I didn't go over and, and switch anything on or off over there. So what are you actually mad about? Because like I'm over here being like, okay, like this is there's a thing we need to talk about. What is going on? And why are you getting so angry about this? Mm-hmm. So what's up? Because the anger is is just being generated by you. You're you yourself. We we generate all of our feelings. Yes. Like, and we have to, you know, take a step back and be like, this feeling, it's like, we talk about it with white privilege too, actually. It's like, okay, why are you uncomfortable? Because it's not the person that's other person that's talking to you making you uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, the question is, okay, why am I uncomfortable then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is. It, yeah. Has, it has like that similar taste because, because at the end of the day, it's like what we're really talking about here is, you know, where that blame aspect of this. Because, mm-hmm. like, that, in that statement, we're really talking about blame. Yeah. Well, and, too, and, like, how we're responsible for, you know, what we think and what we say and what we do. Right. So if you yep. apply that to any argument or fight, if you want to call it that, you know, that, that kind of puts the, um, you know, I, I always think of, like, a bicycle and somebody sticks a, you know, a, a twig in the spokes and... <laughs> you know, and you go, you know, head over, you know, the bike and uh, mm-hmm. had that experience when I was young. So that's why. 
Ah, okay. okay. That explains a lot, actually. Because you've used this metaphor a few times. It, well, it's perfect. Yeah. It's like, it's perfect because it just stops, you know, it just stops the wheel from turning. And, um, but we can do that. We can do that mentally. You know, mm-hmm. we can right. do that for other people by whatever, you know, whatever we, we take that moment and ask that really important question. Or we do that mm-hmm. within ourselves. You know, it gives it gives you that moment to consider Stop what's going and on. And that's really valuable. It's 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 valuable in, you know, with our kids, with our significant others, with, you know, our coworkers, Friends, at, everywhere across the board in in relationships period because even though like the implication with us talking about valentine's day was romantic relationships it's like no this is applicable to all relationships because all relationships are just relationships like they all have this like similar i've said you're making me mad to my parents I have screamed at my mom, you you fucked up my life. It, like when I was a teenager, yes. I very much have a very distinctive memory of that. So do I. Of that fight. <laughs> so do I. I bet you do. <laughs> but it but like it was like, but there was like definitely but even in that scenario, it's like mom wasn't doing anything. I was just a pissy little teenager yes. refusing to actually talk to my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I definitely did similar things, especially in my like, in the in the right. heyday of my my chemical romance and <laughs> the emo, Converse, the emo, the, my emo phase. Oh. <laughs> because I was oh. an emo kid, nonconforming as can be. You'd be nonconforming too if you look just like me. Oh, my oh God. yes, yeah. The the angst of teenagerdom. Oh yeah, all the angst. All the all the angst. And it's everyone else's fault. It's never your own. Of course. Well, of course. No. You know, it's like, you know, that that particular thought can be very challenging for anybody, but especially for yeah. teenagers because, you know, they're 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 immersed in how they feel about everything. It's just like they're mm-hmm. that's just where they are in their cognitive development, right? Think about your teenage years. <laughs> yep. It's 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 all about, you know, like, um, you know, how you look and is, any, you know, people are going, you know, are you go- are they going to like me and accept me? And, are you, are, you know, are you do you fit in? And uh, all of all of those things. It's all about like how, you know, how they feel about what's going on. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, taking, you know, under having that understanding that of you're responsible for what it is that you do, how you react, what you say, how you think about things, you know? Right. Like those are kind of lessons you're supposed to learn. And I think we all get a taste of that, you know, as we're as Mm -hmm. like through our teenage years, like that's actually the, what you're learning as you were growing. Like you're learning like, Oh, I am responsible for me. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. I'm responsible for me. What I say, what I do, what I think. Like, that's actually what you're learning in those years. Mm-hmm. So you can get get to a point where, you know, you can go beyond the, the well, you're making me 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. It's like a universal truth that we are responsible for ourselves. Yes. And that blame never solves the problem. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. It's true. It's it's like one way, uh, one way I've I've looked at blame is kind of like dropping a a wall between you and the other person. It's like it's a bitch to get through because right right there it is in front well, of you your face and that's all it. you that's all you see. And right? yeah. so how do you have how do you get, you know, how do you then solve or resolve the issue? How could you? Because there's Yeah, you can't. It, it it it's it's extremely it's well it's detrimental. Um it's detrimental to the relationship. And I, I've spent a, a few more years on the planet here and I forgot to say that um li- lived that one one too many times. And uh yeah. Do you need to add some more menus to that one? <laughs> Probably. Many, 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 yeah. Uh, considering, <laughs> considering, um, you know, the rebelliousness um, I've, you know, exhibited when I was younger and, well, that one's been interesting, to say the least. <laughs> For sure. Yes, I've had that phrase, like, you're making me mad like used to gaslight me. Mm, yeah. Because it because not only is are you're making me so mad like a blame. Um it's also can be used as a form of gaslighting abuse and control. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. Um and it ties like directly into our next post actually, which is be mine and I'll tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if we're responsible for ourselves and that's it, then Controlling other people is a, is is a fantasy. And how could somebody tell you what to do? Well, think about this though. What if you want to be controlled? Yeah. Mm. So you, you guys, it's like two people can actually agree on that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're looking. Yes, they're actually looking for someone to control them and tell them what to do and what to say and what to think. Mm-hmm. If you actually read the um, the copy we wrote for that post, here I'll read it because it's funny (laughs) this is why to tie in like our why we wrote the descriptions we did with these posts that this will explain it um if everyone consents and use a safe word this could be a useful statement outside of those circumstances however attempting to control people or events this thinking can wreak havoc on our relationships it sets the stage for unachievable expectations and blame So that's, we bring in like the whole bedroom idea because fantasy can live in the bedroom. It's a safe space. It should be a safe space. Perfect place. Right. It lives there. You want to control fantasy? It belongs kind of over there in the bedroom and Mm -hmm. it stays there though. I just like, I very, like where my brain goes with like this whole idea is definitely like a blend of Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, kind of. Like, if you want to, I think that's actually probably the best way to illustrate it. If mm-hmm. anyone has read those books or has done any research about those books, mm-hmm. um, like, that's that's literally what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because, like, especially especially in Twilight, you see, um, you see Edward, like, constantly trying to just control everything that Bella does and his whole his whole thing is just like keeping her safe 
but Bella Bella just ag- agrees to do that that's okay yes. for him to treat her that way right I'm a little doe I'm a little doe-eyed fawn and I I don't know what's best for me yeah like just tell me what to do it, it's that's actually how it comes out like that Twilight in, in Fifty Shades of Grey is actually a perfect example of that dynamic actually playing out and what it would look like how corrosive and detrimental those thoughts are to any relationship because Mm -hmm. right this doesn't have to be just like a romantic relationship this thought can be applied to a friendship for example oh yes because it's not it's not about labeling the relationship it's actually identifying like the behavior that's attached to that relationship Mm -hmm. yeah that that can play out in a lot of in a lot of different ways one, one thought I had, and a lot of people really don't think for themselves. Hmm. And we, we saw a lot of this, too, during, well, this past year with the election. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. With, yeah. With Trump supporters right. specifically, I think is the easiest example it, just yeah, to and see that's, it. And that's where we saw it is if you asked, you know, we had this within our family. So it was super easy to see. And you could ask them, okay, well, what do you really think about this? Or where, you know, where did you get this, you know, information? And what are your thoughts? And they could not answer you. They just spouted what was in the article or it was like they had no thoughts of their own. Who, uh, what is it? Um, Trevor Noah's show, that guy who goes out and talks to Trump supporters. He actually Mm -hmm. does this experiment with them. Because they're not their own thoughts. Because if they were their own thoughts, they would actually be able to lay out how they think about it and why they think about it the way they do. But they can't. Like, if you actually, like, ask them a direct question, well, where did you where did you hear that? Right. And it's mm-hmm. it's exactly that. Um, they don't, they can't answer. Yeah. And so this, that's, like, another facet. There, people actually look for somebody you know, to, to tell them what to think. And mm-hmm. there's nothing, you know, there's nothing right or wrong or bad or anything no. it, that it, this is one of those that just is. And, right. and I can, I can tell you from life experience, you know, I, I understand, I understand that. And to really get to that place of like, oh shit, you know, that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And what it actually takes to take an idea or take a thought and ask questions and and form that for you know, those ideas for yourself. That's that's a real important part, and it's a real important part of grow of you know of growing and you know having. Uh, charge of your own life I think another place that we could illustrate this idea because a lot of times like this idea this fantasy of controlling others or scenarios even because it doesn't have to technically be that you're trying to control other people but it could be you trying to control scenarios which are just happen Mm -hmm. to be people are involved in them so it kind of gets translated in that way I think but it's like um we posted a Brene Brown video about blame on our Instagram and there, you guys should watch it. We'll link it. Um, it's also on the Instagram. But like another way to talk about like this control fantasy 
uh, is she gets really pissed at her husband. And when she calls him, I'm not going to give the whole thing away. You, you need to go <laughs> watch, watch it. it yeah. Um, she, when she calls him, she starts like blaming him on the phone for her dropping the coffee. And the night before, uh, she had told him to like be home at like a certain time because she can't fall asleep if he's not there. Well, if that isn't a controlling fucking statement, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, he's his own person. And you blaming him for not falling asleep? You're a grown woman. Figure it out. Put some relaxing mu- yeah. music on. Smoke a little weed. Take some Ambien, something. Yeah. You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> right? It's not his fault. So that's like a... Exactly. So, she, like... It's it's actually how it's like actually intertwined that like control fantasy gets intertwined with this whole blaming. It goes hand in hand, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like a just a really great example to see it. But it's like if you're going around trying to like con- tell people what to do and how to act and where to be and how to be. Well, you know, that also just leaves room for people to blame you. Turn right yes. back around. Well, you made me do this thing. You, or you told me, you told me to do this. That that one is that one's just yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. Because people you know, it's like <laughs> that's the thing though. It's like you leave the door open for people to to say, you know, you told me to do this. Right. Cause the because the one thing that's popping into my head right now is what happened with the insurrection. Okay. Well, Trump told us to do right. this. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, he did, and he's you're, responsible for you're grown what ass he did. adults. Yes, you are. You are grown ass adults, and you did what you wanted to do in that situation because they were looking you did exactly what you wanted. Yes, to do. because they were looking for somebody to tell them what to do. Yes, and what he told them to do played into whatever anger rage shit they had going on for themselves frustration now they had a place to put that yeah but they're still responsible for what they did right which is why a lot of them are being arrested and then held accountable for their actions because by it's like you are responsible for you yes you did that thing yeah, Trump didn't Trump didn't hold a hold a gun to your head and tell you to tell you to go uh stand on Nancy Pelosi's desk or whatever. Like I'm just thinking I'm just thinking of the guy carrying the podium who's like posing for Facebook pictures. Well, yeah, and it's that, like I mean, dude, it's crazy like shit. nobody Yeah, it's like Nobody held a gun to your head, dude. You you decided to do that shit all on your own. You know, but you also have to you also have to look at the other side of it. Two with our now ex president, he mm, who must not be named exactly, <laughs> who used those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that gaslighting piece. That gaslighting yeah. piece. It's you're making me mad. You're making me do these things and just gaslighting the fuck out of those people. It's the fake news. The, exactly. There you go. Thank you for translating. Yeah, I, I. <laughs> it's it's going to be fascinating years and years and years from now what 
political analysts look back and say about this period of time, uh, that's going to be, that I'm sure is going to be interesting. I'm not sure I'll see, you know, who knows, 50 years from now, I, I might make it that far. That'd be cool, though. Anyway, um, it would be, it, I think it'd be really fascinating to see what uh, what gets said about this period of time. Yeah, history has its eyes on us right now. Oh, so. fuck yes. Jesus, it's like, you know, could we could we please, you know, learn from history this time around so we don't have to repeat it? Yeah. Like, come on, folks. That would be wonderful. Let's go. Come on, guys. Jesus Christ. You are purring so loud, buddy. So, so then now to tie it into our third and final post. You're so nice. You're so sweet. To be your knight in shining armor makes me complete. And um, I do know quite a bit about this one. Uh, and I got to tell you, it didn't end well. <laughs> Just did not end well. Um, you know, to be, be that damsel, to play that damsel in distress. And it, it's like you, you got to like consider that we... We find the people in our lives like you, you, you agree on this stuff and you make it yep. real. Law of, you could say law of attraction. Kind of I, I guess I, you, you attract, attract what you it. Want, and of course, you know, where I was in my life at that moment in time, um, it's exactly what I attracted. And it's corrosive to a relationship. When, you know, you're looking to, quote, be saved and the person is looking for somebody to save. Mm -hmm. And it's it's incredibly disrespectful to each other. And it's basically that Disney fantasy I was talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. It's romanticizing relationships or that aspect. And look, guys, I know we talk, you know, we've said romantic relationships but we really got to take a hard look at society and how we romanticize relationship as far as marriage and significant others and the white picket fence and the two and a half kids and and all of it. What do you mm -hmm. mean that's a fantasy? <laughs> I thought that was real. So, You're blowing so my mind here. Of, yeah, so so a lot of other folks and 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 Disney laid it on pretty heavy. Um right. So that's actually like seated in, you know, our society and um I think Bri, you you actually had to deal with deal with this not too long ago of this idea that you had. Yeah. Yeah, cuz when you have the fantasy in your head of what relationships look like and you have this like the Disney princess, it's like no other relationship, I no other ideas of relationships exist. Like main goal for me was like that ring, that marriage, that dude with the kids and the hat, like the whole like fucking nine yards. Well, I can tell you that didn't didn't end very well because I am not married. <laughs> Put it that way. For good reasons. Yes. And I'm very glad that I didn't go through with that. 
I, you know, I'm super me lucky too. to have the people around me that I did that was able to like help me through all that stuff. Cause it was a pretty, that was a pretty rough, rough patch right there. Because like when you're only looking to like have the kids in the fence, like you're not even paying attention to the people you're dating and what kind of people you're even bringing into your life because you're, you're just, you're looking out somewhere that's just not real whatsoever. So any, Right. Well, you're looking through, you're looking with the fan, that fantasy. Right. Mm -hmm. Rose colored glasses, I think was the way way it was was talked about Mm -hmm. to me. It was like these rose colored glasses. So like, you know, you you don't even realize the person sitting across from you. Well, you don't see them. Like you've made up this. Right. Exactly. You don't see who they actually are. They don't see who you are either. Yeah. There's a, there's a quote. There's a quote. I forget. I forget exactly exactly what it's from it's not a cartoon I've actually seen but there's a meme of it that's gone around and it's like and the quote is if you're just looking through rose colored glasses all the red flags just look like flags that's yes that's that's the such a great way to encapsulate actually my experience Mm -hmm. because there was like all these red flags and each one of them I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even see them like, you're making me mad. When I wasn't making him mad, I was trying to have a conversation about, you know, finances kind of thing. And to, you know, and it, you know, when you when you can't see that, like, because you, you can't see what you're looking with. You have to have someone from the outside being like, yo, I think this is, like, not a good idea. Like, I, you know, someone who's sitting... Um, eccentric to the situation is always going to be like the best person especially someone who's like you trust and who you're really close with like it was like you know friends and family kind of thing and they're like oh yeah I, I don't think you're seeing what we're seeing um this doesn't seem like a good situation mm-hmm. and that and that wasn't that took a while for you to understand too mm-hmm. and yeah, because I had a, I had to actually deconstruct how I looked at relationships and how to be honest with myself about what it was that I was doing and how I saw those things. And then I had to rebuild them from like scratch. <laughs> and it was like a ton of work, but it was necessary work. So I could be who I was supposed to be in this world. So we could be sitting here talking. Exactly. You know, one thing with this like whole knight in shining armor thing is I'm thinking about like one thing, one thing with about this whole knight in shining armor idea is that I'm also thinking about how I have done this in every relationship in my life not just in not just not just with romantic partners like you know I got a problem gonna go call mommy and daddy to come save me type of deal which I mean it's okay to ask your parents for help but I really had it in my head that like you know I'm I'm not big enough to be able to do things for myself and someone else Mm -hmm. is gonna come Fix it, like you know, fix it for me. For me, for me, it looked it looked a whole lot like I'm, like I'm still a little girl. Like I don't need to, I don't need to grow up. Well, truth is, like I'm, I I am a grown up, 
and I can take care of myself. And that doesn't mean I can't ask for help, but I can figure my shit out for myself. Like I don't need to I don't I don't need to play the damsel in distress. Yeah, well and there exactly. There's a difference between asking for help versus mm-hmm. wanting to be saved and having somebody right fix it for you those are two different things like like any of us you know go to our friends and family and say you know what hey this is what's going on and um i really could use a hand i can't really see this clearly and like you can actually you know gain that help but you you're the one who still has to solve the problem mm-hmm. right we have to be the ones to do the work because we are responsible for ourselves yes exactly yep. and i mean recently you know i had i had to talk with family about you know helping out here with my elderly parents because it gotten to the place where working a full-time job, the podcast, taking care of everything has gotten to the point where it's become too much to do. And you have right. to, you know, you got to reach that point because I, you know, I do have a tendency to not always ask for help. And I had to get to that point and saying, you know what, how do we solve the problem? Right. That's different. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It is okay to ask for help. But on the I but like like we were saying, like I think this whole idea of like this whole idea of save me goes absolutely hand in hand with this whole idea of tell me what to do. Yes, it yep. does. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Yep. Yep. It it's like it's a similar idea with slightly different flavors. Yes. 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 It's a vanilla and a strawberry. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yes, it's a vanilla and a strawberry, or a vanilla and then a vanilla bean. Well, there you go. Right. Just a slightly slightly different. different. Just a slightly different. Yeah. It's yeah similar similar vein, kind of the same idea. You know, like these posts really play off of one another because there's like a lot of facets that actually have to come together to actually talk about these things. So, you know, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about the, you know, the blame of you're making me so mad. You know, we talked about the, the be mine and I'm telling you what to do. So the, the control fantasy, which also is tied to blame, you know, and then we, you know, we talked about the saving part, which ties into the control aspect because you have to want to be controlled and told what to do to allow that control to happen and which sets up the blame mm-hmm. which sets the blame up so to negate all of those it really comes back to owning that yes i am responsible and i am responsible for what it is what i say and what i do and you know what doing that that's what respect for yourself and others look like
If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Three Podcasts, as well as on our website, the3podcast.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts out.